Hitler! Where? <laughs> Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leal. Hi, I'm Jack. I like Star Trek. I'm still looking out for Hitler. <laughs> uh, this is bonus content. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Jack, I didn't tell you what we're going to do for bonus content, but uh, I saw an internet meme from one episode of original series today, and I'm like, all right, we're just watching that episode now. Oh, I mean, the reason I actually I called for bonus content because of the factoid that you sent me. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that. So, uh, so listeners, last week on bonus content, we talked about uh, the what the hell was it called? Changeling, the Changeling. Yeah. Uh, in which, among other things, uh, Nichelle Nichols' character uh, gets her mind wiped um, by an alien genocide robot a human genocide robot human alien hybrid genocide robot just a bad it's a bad, bad robot. robot bad robot there yeah. we go yeah um not in no way related with the television production company bad robot that we know of that we know of um but as she was going through the process of relearning how to be a person uh she found herself unable to resist accidentally dropping from english back into swahili right like she she had to relearn english but she just knew swahili so she's like going through a you know seed tom run type of book and then just breaks into swahili uh which we both uh, and i i still stand by our i absolutely stand by my major reaction to this yeah <laughs> i will not apologize for um, but apparently what I, what I found out is that, uh, the character of, of, of Uhura is, uh, her native language is Swahili. Uh, Nichelle Nichols does not speak Swahili, but it was at the insistence of Nichelle Nichols that it makes sense for the character that she would default into her native language. Huh. So... I guess the mind, the mind wipe just set her back to five years old or something. I mean, it still absolutely does not make sense. Yeah, it's the one thing about that episode that doesn't hold up. It's the only flaw in what is otherwise an absolutely um, a clockwork plot, bulletproof, fast, compelling, well paced mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that, beautifully shot. Yeah, um, really. Um, I think they got an Emmy nomination for the cinematography on that episode. I mean, if they didn't, they were fucking. Yeah, bad. it's a crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a really very good episode of this show that is generally very good. Well, we've answered the question of whether or not Star Trek sucks with a resounding no. No, it does not. Um, goodbye, everybody. This is the last episode. <laughs> uh okay so do you want to uh you want to get anything else in before we jump into this uh this episode um i mean i'm curious as to what this is and why we're watching it but if you have to tell me after i understand yeah i'll tell you after okay this episode holy shit actually uh, i just did the math uh this episode's coming out on juneteenth okay um, um so maybe we should should probably talk about that. touch you on want, the you want to take that away yeah so um yeah i mean we don't have to get too deep into because god knows what's happened in the uh interim we're recording this on the ninth um but um but yeah as 
you absolutely have to be aware um, there is a lot of uh, civil unrest in America and the world right now um, centered around uh, police violence and especially police executing um, black men in the street and black people in general and never being held to account for um, the lives that they take uh, and their general racist incompetence. Um, so that is a thing that's going on right now. And June 19th, if you're not aware, uh, is Emancipation Day. And it has been suggested for quite some time. Uh, I've been aware of the uh, the attempts to get this added as a national holiday for many years now. Um, I don't know how widespread that information is. But, um, but yeah, so it has been celebrated by some people uh, as what should be a national holiday for, uh, for quite some time. And given what's going on uh, with the protests all over the country, I will be utterly fucking stunned if this shit just wraps up and everybody's yeah. cool before Juneteenth. Um, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff going around on. So I also have, uh, I'm almost, I'm at a, about 24 hours of abstaining from social media. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I am way less online than I used to be. Um, because I started going out. That's also a good you solution. You should check that out. Yeah. It's, hey, like, look, I, I think, um, and I'm, I'm borrowing this from somebody much smarter than me, but I think posting is a way of working things out with yourself um, in public view so you can kind of be checked by people if you say something really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never changed anybody's mind about anything. I will say, because you asked me this, uh, if I had ever uh, changed somebody's mind, and I did one time. Uh, somebody was upset at being called cis, as in cisgender. Okay. Um, and I was like, it's literally just a descriptor. And it's called, uh, I think it's, um, damn it, there's a word for when you have to add an extra descriptor to something, because a retronym. Right, uh, yeah, So, yeah. like, acoustic guitar was originally just a guitar until the electric guitar existed. Right. Um, and uh, cisgender just wasn't a word that we used until we started using transgender more often. Uh, right. But cisgender was a word that existed. Anyway, I explained that to somebody on the internet one time, and they were like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, so it's made a, it's changed somebody's mind one time. <laughs> um, that is the only documented time in the history of the world. No, but I mean, like, if you're posting to, to confront power... Um, you are playing a chess game against a brick wall. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you beat the brick wall at chess. It is still a brick wall. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't want to come across as, like, judging people for being on the internet after I've been off the internet for one week. Um, but just try it. Just try taking your politics off the internet for, uh, I guarantee you'll feel better yeah and i mean i'm sure there are other people who can um who can sympathize with this or identify with it because since the pandemic i'm spending even more time working alone at home right uh, and sitting in front of a computer where i have you know my facebook and twitter feeds open most of the time um and i'm just like sharing videos of horrible shit that's happening 
and um, and insulting uh, reporting um, reporting fake accounts on Twitter. That's one of my it's one of my my crusades is reporting fake bullshit and not just you know real guy two six four nine three four six four eight four seven on Twitter, right. uh, but also like reporting bad advertisements. Uh, like those mobile game ads that are that are not that's I, I, I have seen you do that before and it's like what are you doing i i i know i know that i am doing something utterly fucking useless but every time one of those ad comes ads comes up through my facebook feed i just have to go in there and be like fuck yourself die in a fucking fire fuck off into the sun uh, what is it about those those bad internet game advertisements or bad like mobile game advertisements what is it that makes me so mad about them? no but it's it's makes me mad too like it, i think it's well, because they're so obviously lying right and the thing that they're lying like it would i feel like it would be less infuriating if they were lying to sell you something that looks good right you know yeah some of the puzzle games they like sort of demo look like they'd be fun if anybody actually developed them but, oh yeah yeah but that's hard yeah but for the most part they're just they're, they're it's just not part of the game at all and yeah. like the other one that i've seen you know that um i forget what the game's called but it has like a, a circle full of letters and you have to like swipe through and try to spell as many things as possible yeah i used to play that game a lot. uh is it wordscapes is that what that one's called sure anyway whatever that's called i've seen an ad for that game or one of the games in that genre uh but advertising it as like a uh a meditation app <laughs> oh fuck so, so the ad starts off with like Do you, you know like look? like a like a sil- <laughs> uh, like a like a chime and a silhouette of the human body with the chakras illuminated and it's like you need to unwind and de-stress here play this word puzzle and i love sh- aligning my chakras by spelling xylophone <laughs> horse shore hose rose yeah yeah uh rose. <laughs> horse uh, um i don't remember uh why we got into to, oh because of juneteenth okay, yeah we're back on yeah so anyway thing. um if you're just listening to this on the day that it drops and you were not aware that today is that day maybe make an extra effort to do anything for racial equality go to the capitol building and see what's happening i guarantee do that or i mean I know, you know, there's there's been a, a couple of documents passed around on, you know, things that people can do, um, like specific things, and it's and it's anything from uh, self education to like actual, um, you know, on the ground activism and organizations and stuff like that. Um, self education is massively important, uh, and I think that even as somebody who has for as long as I can remember made you know a significant effort to to be as as woke as possible uh still don't always get it and don't always or at least maybe don't even have my uh my thoughts that well fleshed out uh you know any further than it shouldn't be okay to murder people because of the color of their skin or at all or at all yeah 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 um but uh so one of the things that i did recently was just listen to uh 
Ta-Nehisi Coates um, audiobook of Between the World and we, Me, um, which that guy's an amazing, amazing writer. He's also an amazing reader. So any of the stuff that you can find on uh, on Audible uh, or any other mm-hmm. place that you go. Also, plug for your local library uh, because sure. I actually yeah, checked that, check that book out. If you don't know this, I just found this out recently myself. You can get audiobooks and ebooks from the library. It's free. Golly. Fucking bananas. Um, the selection sucks ass, but when you, you know, sometimes you find the thing that you're looking for. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, yeah, like, yes, I agree with everything you're saying. I also think that I'm seeing kind of a disturbing thing happening with the idea of what we're protesting right now because it has become, it has gone from the police are violent towards black people to well people are just racist and we gotta stop that and it's like oh hang on we were protesting police violence which has yeah like way disproportionately been directed towards black people but do you really think with 30 million people new people being unemployed that it might not be coming for you too yeah, I see what you're saying. I guess I, I haven't necessarily seen that. And I would say that, I mean, people being racist and cops being violent are too... They are the uh, the the rosemary and oregano of very bad things. I mean, yes. Two spices that I would work say, so well together. I mean, I would say people being racist is a big part of why we've tolerated cops being violent for this long. Well, and people being racist is a large part of the reason that fucking cops exist. No, cops exist to manage the surplus population. Cops exist to exert the will of the ruling class on the on the. the you're right. You're right, broadly class. speaking, but also the 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 beginning of the police of the formalized police force in the United States was runaway slave brigades, which is a surplus population that's no longer producing for its ruling class. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that like, that is their purpose. Yes, it's grounded in race because these things always intersect with race, but. Well, because it makes it simpler. Because well, it make, yeah, it makes it a lot easier to justify. Yeah. Instead of just being well, like, not just well, those people were extra. Not just justify, but also enforce. Right. You know, that's the thing that's always. And I, I did uh, before I stopped being on Facebook. I posted that thing about uh, about whiteness because one of the quotes from that uh, Tanahasi Coates book is that he he refers to white people as people believing that they are white. Right. Um, and that is such a uh, an under explored concept or at least one that i hadn't heard talked about a whole lot um but it's it makes perfect sense when you think about just american history that you know the people who are considered white now have not always been considered white and actually uh the last behind the bastards robert evans mentioned that apparently in some white supremacist uh circles they um yeah like they they make memes yeah Yeah. they 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 make memes of mussolini where mussolini is depicted as black and it's because they don't think italians are are white um but yeah whiteness changes the meaning of whiteness changes because it has to apply to enough of the population that the majority of the majority is not going to do anything about what's happening to the minority that being said the 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 definition of whiteness expanded um roughly at the same pace that 
um, the sort of economic expansion happened over the 20th century mm-hmm. um, because more and more people were able to be kind of part of the in-group. Yeah. Um, that's over. Mm-hmm. Economic expansion is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've run out of free land and shit. Well, there's Mars. I mean, Elon Musk is working really hard on that, I feel like. Yeah, know. it seems like there's a lot of good resources out there. <laughs> From what I've seen, I've I mean, seen a lot of rocks, and that's yeah, um, that's about it. There's uh, rust, which you can use rust which to make, a, which is, as I understand, is a kind of rock. Yes. Yep. Why are we talking about Mars right now? I brought it up, didn't I? This is my fault. <laughs> I was talking about how economic <laughs> expansion is going to come to a crash because we ran out of free land, and you were like, well, there's Mars. <laughs> uh, okay, let's watch Star Which, Trek. You are right to feel like that was a stupid thing to say. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, listeners, Listen. get at us if you want more Marxist analysts. <laughs> analysis on this star trek podcast i'm sorry i'm gonna stop doing this again i don't know why i do it it's probably my fault um i don't remember the title of this episode but it's season two episode 10 so that's what we're watching okay season two episode 10 everybody byzantines what about them? I don't know. I was just thinking of another thing to yell. Uh, we're back from outer space. Wait, are you equivocating Hitler with the Byzantines? No, you, no. You're going to have to show some work on that. No, I was just thinking of a word to yell. Okay. And I didn't want to make it a swear. Shit fuck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what did you uh, What did you think overall? It was it was okay. Just okay. Oh, I was thinking uh, okay you, at best. I, I was I was hoping it was it was very. It was disjointed. The 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 the. I don't know what I, I, I. It's hard to put my finger on what I didn't like about it. It was paced wrong. I think. Okay. It was like pacing and editing were just like not not the choices were just weird to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess my my own my my. Uh, top gripe about it is just that it's it's too long in the way that most it seems like most yeah all of these all of, of the original, original series, series are, are too just long. too long yeah, um, yeah. And yeah just, that's... they don't have quite enough story to make like more story so it's just a lot of yeah it's just a slower version of basically the same story beats that we get in the next generation yeah but like with 10 minutes long but you got 10 more time. minutes to fill so you just do some stuff yeah i guess um yeah no i mean there's not even that that it's it's that i don't know like it's just the the way the stories interact with each other and the way the scenes are cut together just doesn't coalesce right for me hmm. um like you're just kind of always off balance and you're you never really feel like any momentum um, any any of the story arcs that are developing. Um, All right. Yeah, like I said, it's a pretty esoteric criticism, and um, maybe outside the purview of this podcast where we tell poop jokes. Nothing is outside the purview of this podcast. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so our story is, and and that um, that episode of uh, Next Generation uh, with the two alien species that are supposed to be taken to Parliament clearly borrows heavily from the core concept of this episode. Uh, yeah, even down to the point where the whatever negotiation planet that they're headed to uh, on this episode is called Babel. Uh, instead of Parliament, you guys get it because the Tower of Babel. Yeah, because language and communication. Because they actually build a tower to heaven. That's why they're in space now. Do you guys get it? It's good. It's good um, and not heavy-handed. Um, the dress uniforms are just magnificent. Yeah, they rock. They're, they're way better than the next generation dress. Yeah. I mean. The costumery is way better in general, and by better I mean much shittier, but in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that is usually shittier, um, but it was good enough to the point that I was that I am confused by it was just the um, the CGI. Or well, I mean it wouldn't even be CGI, but yeah, the I effects. noted this too. I think we're watching like a re. I think you're mastered right. or something because because it looks like the kind of very smooth, not a lot of detail polygon kind of stuff you would see in like the mid to late '90s where people were like, "Wow, yeah, computer graphics." Yeah. And when you see it now and things, you're like, "That looks like fucking shit." Except it looks way better. But it looks way better than it should for the yeah. era. Yeah. Because the, every, all the internal effects are like, no, that looks like shit. Yeah, like the scene with the shuttlecraft actually coming into the shuttle Yeah, bay. no, like it just looks like a video game cutscene from like 2002. Well, it looks like something from uh, from one of the earlier Star Wars, like from one of the 90s Star Wars movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing where it's like... like that level of you know, like uh, Like I CGI. said, very... Yeah, like very slick, very smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to talk? So the reason that I picked this episode is because uh, the yeah, so Vulcan a, uh, ambassador. So there's a Vulcan ambassador um, who comes on the ship. He is introduced. His name's Tarek. Sarek. Sure. <laughs> I was worried you were going to know. Who What's we, your name? <laughs> I was worried. He was, I was worried that that it wouldn't surprise you. So I'm glad that you didn't put two and two together because he Sarek is also in um, the Voyage Home, the movie that we watched. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Yep. I Car definitely carry remember on. the name of that character from that movie. <laughs> and also Car clearly the name of the character from this episode we just watched. <laughs> so yeah, carry, carry on with Sarek's introduction. <laughs> so uh, Sarek um, comes on the ship. He introduces um, his traveling companion as she who is my wife. Um, which is how I'm going to be introducing all of the things and all of the people in my life from now on. As your wife, or are you going to no, change? No, uh, you now? are he who is my friend. Okay. Um, your that dog, is... your dog is he who is my friend's dog. Yeah. Um, that is that which is your car. Yep. Good. You get the drift. Yeah. Um, it's good and it's not weird, and you should and definitely it, do yeah, that. And it won't be clunky, especially when I do to like third and fourth order things where it's yeah. Uh, she who is my roommate's dog. Yeah. Um, that which is my roommate's dog's toy. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. That which is my parents' dog's frisbee. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a good way of talking about, about things. Very logical way to communicate. 
That's the thing yeah. that drove me nuts about it is it is clearly meant to be like stilted and you know mechanical. It's and... meant to be very formal, but it's like well, formality that just makes meaning harder to convey is very illogical. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> quite, is quite quite illogical. It's not logical to make things more complicated. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Yeah, and I, I, I got to say, I kind of checked out for a few minutes just thinking about all the things I could describe that <laughs> way. <laughs> it's very fun for me. But anyway, I just wrote, who would have guessed Spock's home life was bad? <laughs> yeah, so jumping ahead a little bit. That's Spock's parents, everybody. We met <laughs> Spock's parents. Yeah. We're doing Star Trek Beat the Parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I yeah. don't remember anything that happened in that movie, so I can't riff on it. But. I don't either. I don't even remember which one is Meet the Parent. That's the the yeah, that's the Fockers one. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Those movies no, those movies good. suck. Um, yeah. So basically, the entire the primary drive of this entire episode is kind of the relationship between Spock and his dad, right? Um. But yeah, they're they're so so stiff and wooden to each other, and it's all like put down to Vulcan emotion. Um, one of the things that I noted was that the um, the makeup department had to have just gotten so fucking horny when they read this script. Oh yeah, they were <laughs> fucking going for they it were, on this one. This episode, y'all, has got y'all. gold little people in it. Yeah, I wrote down, what racist stereotype is that? Because it was, like, really hitting my, like, woke alarm. But it was like, what? I thought what am was... I, What are they getting? Yeah, I, I read it as being just too far outside of the realm of of anything that makes sense to, like, to even be accidentally racist because it's just nonsense. Yeah, no, I don't know. It just, it's it struck me as, like, what, like... I don't know, Bosnians think of Hungarians or something. Like, right, just, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. one of those where you're just, like, like, just so far outside the realm of, like, like imperial Western racism. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> when I uh, when I worked in uh, at a restaurant I used to work at, um, one of the uh, busboys was Bengali. Um, and I, rem- I can't even remember who he was talking about, but I remember him, like, relating a joke that was about two different groups that you'd never heard. And of. I did not know the stereotypes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm almost positive. This is racist, but I don't know anything about who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It struck me as like that kind of racism, yeah. like those ones specifically, because they were like very cartoonish. Yeah. And, like, yeah. They looked like, uh, viewers, they looked exactly like, um, there were little people who were wearing uh, like white Shriners hats, and yeah, well, some of them were red. They were in fezes, basically. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, and just painted all in gold. Yeah, they had yeah they had gold body paint and like sort of like a blue robe situation. And it they was were, just and they were wearing fezes, and they were in the direct shot. Like the shot was focused on them for like. A minute and a half. And then they comes... never came back around. No. So the I don't think that we've actually established what's going on in the plot. So the <laughs> ship has several delegations of ambassadors from different planets, and they're all going 
to Babel so they can all vote on whether or not this uh, one new planet gets to be in the Federation and that planet has uh, a shitload of dilithium. Right. That's basically it. Oh, so the Andorians play a part in this. um, And Jack, do you remember anything about Andorians from any other episodes or anything? No. Okay, so they're the the blue guys, uh, obviously. Yeah. And they were kind of... They kind of fill the niche that um, that the Klingons fill now in uh, in Next Generation. Oh, as sort of a subdued out al- or a subdued they're adversary. An, they're an, yeah, they're yeah, they're an ally, but still a very uh, violent warrior culture. Right. Um, and ironically, the guy that turns out to be the fake Andorian looks more like what I usually think of Andorian. The guy who's the Andorian ambassador is the weirdest fucking creep, and I cannot figure out why that like they're usually these like you know hard jawed guys who are you know they're just looking to pick a fight like every anytime you're anytime you're casting an andorian actor at least this is like what i have in my head is it should be somebody who looks like he's ready to pick a fight that is not how they came across um in this episode no no they came across as they are ready to call your manager well and that's the older one who was the ambassador was it wasn't even like he was wanted to call the the, the guy seemed like he was sell, like he had a monkey paw store or something, just really <laughs> fucking weird, just uh, like non-specific, slightly slurred accent right. for no reason. Um, anyway, it was yeah, and then the other guy turns out to not even really be Andorian. Um, and then there are also pig people, French people, Jack. I'm sorry. So have yeah, you there's... seen all the videos of, <laughs> of, of of speaking of police unrest? Have you seen all the videos of French firefighters just straight up fighting the cops? No. <laughs> yeah, the firefighters in France are very much on the side of the worker <laughs> against the police to the point I got I got sent a video today of because they were like they go out in their firefighter suits and they were just lighting themselves on fire and then running into police like shield walls to like Holy break them shit. up. Yeah, like the police were trying to kettle protesters and they were just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> check this out. Look what I can do, flaming man with an axe, bitch!" <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> that is yeah. I, fucking amazing listeners i know we have some fun at the expense of the french on this podcast i want to be clear the french have a much better protest uh culture than we will ever have and that's why they only work three days a week <laughs> and go on vacation true. nine weeks a year uh because they get out there you know the the french are so good uh at striking and protesting that there is uh, I think it's called the Green Line, but it's a national phone number that you can call to find out who's on strike right now <laughs> at any given time. Do you need to go to Marseille? <laughs> Better call the Green Line just in case. <laughs> call ahead. Make sure the hotels aren't on strike. <laughs> Just in case they proposed a minimum wage drop of one cent. <laughs> uh, yeah, France rules. Yeah, French people rock. Uh, uh, is the official position of this podcast. <laughs> um, 
That's why it's okay to make fun of them. Do you want to talk about the um, gesture, uh, I guess you'd call it, of um, uh, of of closeness that is conducted between Spock's parents? I find it... It's gross. I would rather somebody straight up... like. As as public defaz- displays of affection go, I would rather you straight up fingered your wife in front of me than did that. Yeah. I was going to go with tongue kiss, but yeah. I mean, I was escalating a little bit. Yeah. But you know how offensive it is when you watch two people just getting not, a little too busy in public? Like dry humping in the booth next to you or something. Right. Just like it's okay. I, I don't even mind. I'm not even going to say don't put your tongue in, in somebody else's mouth yeah, around that's other fine. people. I don't give a that's shit. fine. But when other people can see your tongue while you're putting your tongue in another person's mouth, that for me is the line. You know what the line is for me? It's the specificity of it. I don't want to know that this is the specific thing you do. Like yeah. tongue kissing, even dry humping. It's like yeah, no, we're all in. Yeah, that's all. I'm fine with with you doing your regular stuff. I don't want to know what your like your special stuff is. It's kind of like why it's offensive when people uh, reveal to you their kink. Yes, yeah, it's it's that. That's what they're doing. We haven't actually described what they're what they're doing as a right. couple, but so they are each holding out their index and middle fingers yeah. at a forty five degree angle. And then just touching the tips and of their they lay fingers them, together. They lay their tips across each other. And that is the, it's it's treated as And the, they walk around like that in yeah, public. Their version of hand-holding, basically. Which, that is the only thing I would call the police on somebody <laughs> for. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I was thinking about that... Uh, that like overt sexuality thing uh and why it's and unfortunately the thing that you realize is i think that the part that is hitting your brain and my brain when it comes to like somebody who goes out of their way to make sure that they they're into leather and spanking when you didn't fucking ask right um i i am concerned at least that the same reaction that you and I are having is kind of basically the same thing that's going on in the brains of people who get so upset about gay people being allowed. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just. I. I guess. I find it annoying because it's performative. That's true, and I find it troubling because of the performative of it, which doesn't mean like i mean there are plenty of people that i think maybe believe that being gay is still a performance for some reason yeah there um, definitely are because people don't tend to really confront how illogical their their aversions are including yeah. us and i mean there are like ones, it is far from the far from the norm i would say um and certainly should not be uh something on which you know policy that uh, or or attitudes that affect the entire gay community should be uh, determined, but there are some gay people who are seem to be performatively laying gay. it on a little thick, yeah. shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I also Milo I got, fucking Yiannopoulos, by the way, for one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I got to give 
uh, like people that have had their sexuality that oppressed because it's only been like pretty recent yeah like basically anybody i don't know i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to be the one that draws that line but it's been pretty it's been pretty recent that like it wasn't okay to do anywhere yeah um which I think the natural reaction to that would be to be a little performative about it, you know, and I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, what you must never, ever do, ever, is extend your <laughs> pointer finger and middle finger. <laughs> yeah, that is our, that's big, big. Circling. You must never hold fingertips yeah. in public. God. Circling back God. to the original point. <laughs> whatever you do, whatever your kink is, whatever your orientation is, is absolutely fine. Uh, it's but, better than that, at but, least. But don't fucking don't do walk that. around doing finger touch holding. Ugh. Disgusting. Or people. just stand talking to people, making eye contact while you're doing it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the part where she says something to him, she kind of gives, like, throws a jab at him, but she's like, oh. But let's, puts her let's fingers touch up. fingertips while we're. Uh, uh, blah. Okay. Uh, so we find out that. So one of the French guys get, gets murdered. And we find out that only Vulcans know how to break people's necks. They're the only ones. Oh, yeah. That never really gets. Because. Uh, <laughs> turns out no actually <laughs> no yeah no he did not in fact nope. do it no no vulcan did that nope um spoilers i guess for the end i don't no wouldn't no yeah, whatever yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's so fucking stupid because obviously first of all every goddamn starfleet officer has combat training right like every starfleet <laughs> officer should be a fucking suspect yeah just and, because spock thinks it looks I mean, like they're bad at combat but yeah but yeah, he's like, yeah, it looks like he broke a neck. Uh, Vulcans do that sometimes. Okay, man. You can, yeah, you can sit this one out if that's all you have. We also get a uh, Kirk shirtless scene for no reason, which is weird because we get one later for a reason. Yeah, um, it's like he has. It's so like he has two of them written into this contract or something. I was so caught off guard by that. Uh, because of whatever had happened uh, right before that. I think I was writing, writing down the notes about Vulcans being the only ones who know how to break necks or something. Uh, and then I came, I looked back up because I had heard Kirk <laughs> talking and his, like the conversation, the dialogue doesn't in any way indicate that he's right. Be someone shirtless. just calls him like to be like, Hey, there's a problem. And then he's just like, shit i just took my shirt off and there, uh, now there's a problem i guess i gotta put my shirt back on son of a bitch i was just getting into my evening chest wear which is nothing um oh yeah yeah that was very weird um bones is a really very bad space doctor he's a very bad anything doctor yeah um, um the idea that and I guess on this Enterprise, Spock is the only, I think he's the only non-human crew member. It seems like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so I get, I mean, it makes borderline 
more sense in that case because I guess if the entire crew was human, then the doctor only knowing human shit would be one thing. But they also like we're halfway into the second season of this show. So they have presumably been on mission together for months at the least. And doing dangerous shit constantly. And he's examined Spock multiple times. And he's still like, yeah, I'm not very good at Vulcan physiology. My machines are really well, have a really hard time telling with this the Vulcan other thing physiology. Is he he establishes, oh yeah, I can do surgery on Tarek. Tarek. Okay. <laughs> Derek. How about Derek? We, we there's that a one? guy that hosts a podcast that I like called Derek. <laughs> is he Vulcan? He's Arab. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> that would be a good thing. I'm just trying to put you on. He's an Arab lawyer. I guess okay. it's sort of okay. We don't need to go down this road. <laughs> Derek, the Arab lawyer, get at us on Twitter. Jack likes your show. Um, uh, he's also very famous on Twitter, so he's not going to be getting at us. Um, um so where were we? Oh yeah, so he's like. Yeah, Bones is like I can definitely perform surgery on him. I've studied. I've studied enough. I've just never like worked on one, but I've studied them. But then later, they're like, like the nurse gives him his vitals, and he's like, I have no idea if that's good or not. And it's yeah. like, what did you study? Then? What the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you talking? You about? literally don't know what you don't know whether it's good or bad for his blood pressure to be going up or down. Like, you don't know if his heart rate is a good thing or a bad thing. I know acceptable blood pressure and heart rate rates for. Yeah. For for people, and I am not qualified to do surgery on anybody <laughs> for any reason. Like, even if the Vulcan heart works differently than the human heart, and you know their their uh, base heart rate level is much higher, and I think their blood pressure right. is lower. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, the relative meaning. Of, or the meaning of those values and those values in uh, relation to each other would be exactly the same as in a human. I guess. Like heart rate going up, heart rate going down, blood pressure going up, blood pressure going down. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, I, I, I mean, I could be trying to be too but it's logical like... about it. Huh? No. <laughs> no, you don't get that. But it's also like those are that's like the first thing you would learn. Yeah. Before you learn how to like get in their guts and Yeah. Well and you around. also would have your computer diagnostic systems. You would have a car or a tape yeah. rather. I literally wrote it just switch it to Vulcan mode. Yeah. Just turn the dial. Put the Vulcan tape <laughs> or, in. Yeah, I guess yeah, in this case, put the Vulcan tape in. <laughs> Pop the human one out. Yeah. Put the Vulcan one in. Hit eject, rewind it first. <laughs> Yeah, obviously you gotta rewind that shit. Time to rewind. <laughs> rewind the human. Be tape. safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh um, so Spock's dad, we're backing up a little bit from the surgery thing. Oh yeah. Spock's dad is having seizures. Um he has prescribed a drug for the seizures. Do you remember what the drug is called? No. It is called Benzigidrine. No, wait. Benz Benzigidrine. Okay. So Spock's dad is a benzoid. Well, or he's just also addicted to clonopin. Yeah, that's what a benzoid is. No, but the benzoids are people who are addicted to clonopin from that planet. No, it's just if you're addicted long enough, you end up having to 
you end up looking like that and you have to do it. <laughs> you grow you grow little little nose yeah. nose wigglies yeah. and you have to get the face breather. Yeah. All right, so you're positing that it is not in fact That's not you, a species. That's not a species. <laughs> that's the benth, that's the colonopin. That's the those are people that are addicted to the benzoid family of drugs. It's the colonopin uh, uh, version of meth mouth. No, not just Klonopin, like Xanax. Like yeah, Any right. kind of benzodiazepine. Yeah, any yeah. kind of benzo. Which, which clearly Spock, like Spock's dad is on benzos. So. Yeah, so, he, it, so he's yeah. benzoid and... That's- if they hadn't if they hadn't repaired him during the surgery, he would he would end up looking like that. <laughs> That's canon for the show. Yeah, yeah, no, that like I said, that is the the benzo equivalent of meth mouth. Anyway, right after that, Kirk is just suddenly in a knife fight. Yeah. Like yeah. this uh, is what I'm talking about with the okay. show edits being like kind of clunky and, <laughs> and problematic. Because yeah, it's just it doesn't it, there's no establishing shot of Kirk is walking down the hall. Right. It's just Kirk is in a fight with somebody. And I was like, did I fall asleep for a second? Like, well, what is going on? And we haven't established yet that the um, the ship is being followed um, by a fidget spinner. Oh, right. There's, um, yeah, the ship is also being pursued by a fidget spinner. And, uh, and attacked. So they're trying to figure this all out. So what's happened, this you know, storyline... Uh, is that they originally thought that it was Sarek because Sarek had had a f- who killed the uh, the French ambassador um, uh, because Sarek had an argument with him because the French ambassador demanded to know how he was going to vote on the blah 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 the MacGuffin that they're going to do. Um, but then they figure out that it wasn't Sarek, so they go through all this this whole thing uh, uh, back and forth about uh, Sarek's illness and how they're going to try and fix him, and then yeah, cut to. Like mid flip into that fight scene, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not even you don't even see the first swing. It's just like yeah. Kirk is fighting. Yeah, no, it's like what? what? They're, they're already <laughs> grappling when we cut to them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the 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 Andorian who we find out is the fake Andorian's got his knife out. Uh, Kirk uh, vanquishes him, uh, but gets but gets gets lunged. Yeah, gets stabbed in the lung. Um, and goes to the goes to the hospital, and there's this whole thing uh, when uh, when Bones is, like fixes him up about he's like super weak. It was a knife wound. I feel like future technology should like yeah, you should be able to like just laser that back together. Yeah, just yeah. laser it all back together. Yeah, know? I mean, have you ever read like like it's actually very difficult to kill somebody with a knife? I'm not surprised. Like like, I mean, you can fuck someone up to the point where they'll die eventually, but like. Like you read, you read shit because like 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 actually stabbing somebody one time and yeah. then like they die while yeah, while and especially if they're taken to the hospital right away, it's usually yeah. like, well, this sucks, but like, whatever. Yeah, you know, because you read about people getting stabbed like in prison fights and stuff. You read about people getting pri- stabbed like fucking forty times, and yeah. then it's just like, well, we kind of sewed up the yeah the really bad shit and. Well, it's not great, but <laughs> you're gonna sew up all these pokes. <laughs> but you got, you're fine. You just got poked. <laughs> just, just, I call this my pokey string. Well, because a knife it's is like pretty thin and just kind of slides between organs. But anyway, right. Well, and I mean, in the case of this of, has been knife fight corner. <laughs> this has been shiv corner. Yeah, I mean, most of the time in prison stabbings, it's like a shiv, which is something right. you know, small and concealable, and uh, so it doesn't. Uh, well, and, and uh, blunt too. 
So it's not like they're, you know, like a serrated thing that can do more damage to the meat. It's just like, yeah, I mean, serrations is what really like fucks you up. Yeah. Even something like really sharp, it's just, it just goes in and out and it's like, you know, your organs kind of slide out of the ways. They're like, man, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, a clean cut just basically lines, you know, lines back up with itself and the skin's like, it's almost as if we were designed to heal ourselves. It's almost as if we were designed to sustain multiple knife wounds. <laughs> what did God know? God knows everything. He was in the middle of designing us, and he's like, oh, I got to make sure these people can handle getting stabbed yeah, a couple of they're going to be doing it. They're going to get stabbed. St. <laughs> Peter's behind him like, why can you just make them not stab each other? No. No. no I literally can't. So they're going to go through these phases of different methods of production, and some of them are going to inspire more or less stabbings. Do <laughs> uh, you want to talk about what uh, Spock's mom is wearing? Um, it's like evening lingerie. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I mean, I, I was do. hoping you were going to be able to talk to her, because... I was just kind of like, the f- I do. What is going on? I do think that that is a fashion thing that exists. So what she's wearing is it looks like just kind of a, a, a probably a, a normal uh, dress, but then she has basically a, a, a shawl. But it's like a lingerie shawl. It's like a super fine yeah, taffeta very shawl. Yeah. With I think there's there's some sequins or something shiny in there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and it's got a very like elaborate fringe. On yeah, it. the very the very uh, f- uh, fur fringe kind of situation. Uh, so yeah, it definitely looks like uh, it looks like what she should be wearing when Sarah gets home from the hospital and she decides to, you know, comfort him sexually. Take a, yeah, take him for a spin, which I'm sure he's gonna really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this before, but God, I feel hard. I feel bad for her. like unless she's just ace. Well, I just and she just doesn't care about the complete la- lack of uh, sexual chemistry. I mean, this entire episode is like, why are these fucking people married? Yeah, why are the fuck are these people married? Which is addressed at the end, sort of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, yeah. So this scene, so Kirk gets injured, goes to the, has to uh, go to sick bay. Spock has to take over. Spock was planning on giving his blood to his father to save his life for the operation, but now he has to be commanding the ship, so he's making the logical decision. Uh, Which honestly, like, I agree with Spock a hundred percent. Yeah, like they are in extreme danger, and the next in line is Scotty. <laughs> Who is drunk? Yeah. Yeah. He never shows up in the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and assume. Yeah. No, no. That's That was my note, because they called him. We didn't see him. There was no Jimmy doing in this episode. Scotty is drunk. Scotty's drunk. <laughs> that is... He is, that a is member, he is a member of my people. Yeah. That is canon for this episode. <laughs> Scotty's just fucking on a bender. Um... But so there's this, what's meant to be a very, like, uh, emotional scene between Spock and his mom. Um, and I just, it just, it was so acty. It was yeah. so acty. Yeah, yeah, and made very little sense, actually. So much violin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, the the fucking score for this episode is like, there are so many musical stings for uh-huh. things that where you're like, that's not a. Uh huh. What the fuck did you put a violin sting in there for? <laughs> there was one when fucking the <laughs> Sarek before like the big reveal. Kirk's like Spock's gonna show you around. Sarek's like I'd rather have somebody else. Dun uh, dun dun. And- <laughs> And Kirk's like, okay, uh, <laughs> hey Spock, since uh, since you're since you don't have to show these guys around, we got a couple hours. You want to beam down to the surface and see your parents? The ambassador and his wife are my parents. Dun dun dun! It's almost like they scored a different episode, and they were like, "Hey, look, it'll probably line up all right. Let's fucking run it again." <laughs> I was gonna say it's like they bought. They like they bought those each of those musical stings like in bulk, and they just had too many of them. <laughs> just trying to like look. The fiscal period's almost up. If we don't use the entire musical sting budget, they'll actually cut it next year. So exactly, we got to burn through this. Yeah. So we're gonna get our fucking budget cut. Get me some noise in there. Yeah, more, just, more yeah. noise. Just any, just any line. Yeah, just give us a sting after it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we get that scene. And yeah, so Spock won't go. He's staying on the bridge because he Kirk is in the thing. Uh, they figure out that the the fidget spinner's been sending transmissions, um, and they figure out somebody on the ship is receiving the transmissions. And then they it takes figure them out- way too long to like check out the guy and the yeah that they just arrested for trying to murder the captain with a knife. Yeah, that'd be the guy I'd maybe just check on first yeah be like well two weird things are happening right now yeah let's see if they're related yeah you would think you would check that out but i am as we've previously noted a master detective i don't know (laughs) if we've previously noted that that's that's canon no yeah um sherlock jack so yeah they uh they they figure it out because they like tighten in the scanner whatever uh they figure out that it's going to the brig where this guy is and kirk goes security to the brig why isn't there already security in the brig i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's where security should just have their like base yeah that should be the office yeah 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 in fact that, that way when something happens in the brig you don't have to go very far yeah because that seems like the most likely place where shit's going to pop off. <laughs> not to give police uh, any good credit for doing anything, but they do keep the people that they have in custody in this building with them. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good system. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's I guess the one part of the police that we don't well, have to, to give, abolish. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like that they, I'm not, in, I'm not in favor of them keeping the people in custody for the most part yeah but it has a certain internal logic to it yeah yeah like (laughs) if you're gonna if you're gonna that is a way to do it that seems good Mm -hmm. agree yeah yeah um i was really grossed out when they figured out that he was the guy and broke off his antenna uh just because again i've like because andorians come back they stopped the Andorians kind of got panned as the most cheesy alien from uh, original series because they're, you know, blue with antenna. Yeah, they're blue. They have page boy haircuts and yeah. antennas. Yeah. Um, 
But then starting with uh, Enterprise, which is not a very well-received entry into the Star Trek canon either, but uh, they brought back the Andorians there and then uh, several other times in later iterations of the show, um, they started reintroducing them into the canon because it's not like they were ever wiped out or anything they just stopped using them in next generation because right. they thought having blue men with antennas was too silly well i noticed they like they reference the romulans occasionally but they never really show up mm-hmm. in the in the original series and it's like you just like throw alien races away some i don't know it's it seems like you have you got too much stuff going on i mean i don't think we ever see the little gold the, the gold little people race ever again yeah, which is a real shame yeah, they had a lot of deaths. I want to know with more them, with them giggling around the buffet table. Yeah, <laughs> giggling, pouring themselves drinks, and then walking away. Uh, yeah, so they drag the guy. I just, ugh. I did get kind of. I I still think this is a a, a watch a, a watchable episode, but I did get it's all right kind of burnt out on the way things were going by the end just because i was like all right just fucking wrap it up these are just long i think yeah yeah it's just kind of a narrative format that's like it's too short to be a movie it's too long well, to be a tv show now and for for a minute there i thought they were just gonna straight up not fucking resolve who the fidget spinner people were because the dot the guy because well, they've done shit like that before yeah it's exactly like, oh, it left well, they like they blow, so they blow up the ship, uh, and then the fake Andorian has taken uh, space cyanide, uh, so he dies before revealing who he actually is and who he's working for and what their motivations were. And then there's like a, a whole other scene after that right. before they finally get to the scene where Spock's like, "Oh, I figured it out while I was uh, while I was <laughs> loopy off of blood from blood loss." Um, right. Well, and like he he. Before he goes under for the surgery, um, he starts to be like, "Oh no, I know, I know what's happening." Yeah. And then Bones just puts him under, and it's like, "You didn't need that foreshadowing. You didn't need that at all." Yeah. Like, because it's, it Spock doesn't solve the problem. He did like it's just yeah. It, it was weird before people knew how to write. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so getting towards the end, because I have one very fun observation that oh, yeah? I would like to share. What is it? Um, so Spock is is uh, uh, woken back up. Uh, Derek, his dad. <laughs> Calling him Derek makes me picture like a like a mall punk kid. <laughs> <laughs> but also a Vulcan. <laughs> Mom and Dad are so illogical. A Vulcan hoodlum. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they, they they're trying to negotiate with with uh, Spock's mom. Or no, Spock's mom's trying to like build the peace. Yeah. And then Spock's like, she's so illogical, and and he's like, yeah, I know. And it's like, yeah, time to bond with my son by roasting my bitch wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Spock is then like... And then that's supposed to be the heartwarming end of the episode. Yeah. Spock is like, why did you marry her? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's like the heartwarming father-son moment. It's yeah. like just roasting this bitch. This, <laughs> this poor woman who is nothing but patient and kind. And... Who has put up with so much during this this one episode and by, by extrapolation from that, her entire life. Yeah. I mean, the last however Spock, however long Spock has been alive. Right. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not not good. Yeah, you don't love to see it. No, you don't. You really don't. Yeah. Uh. Um, but I did. you brought this up several times, um, and it was, again, uh, evident here. And I think that it is one of the things that is still – uh, missing in where we're at in next generation is that friendship between Bones and uh, and and Spock and Kirk. Yeah, because they actually do end on like a. I mean, they're trying to be funny. It's sort of cheesy or whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's still like kind of nice though. Where it's yeah. like Bones is like, get your fucking asses back into bed and shut up. Yeah. And Spock's like, I think this is the happiest I've ever seen him. <laughs> I wrote down just sweet bones <laughs> during that scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, just, I, I, I can't remember. Like, there's not that relationship between any of the crew members on no on Next Gen. I mean, they're trying to force it with like Data and Jordy. They kind of get getting there. there, and the I think the bond between the cast and the uh, and the characters does grow over time. Um, and it's definitely one thing that Voyager, or not Voyager, uh, uh, Deep Space Voyager, Nine. Deep Space yeah. Nine, yeah. Yeah, I noticed um, that from the one Deep Space Nine episode we did was yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're like, they're definitely like, like, they're boys. You yeah. Know? You and got, like, and yeah. well, and not, and then Deep you can, Space Yeah, Nine, you can tell like pe- how people feel about each other. Yeah. 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 In Deep Space Nine, it goes through really the entire crew. Um, right. Because like, if I asked you, you know, if, if, if you asked me right now how I think, um, uh, you know, pick two random characters that don't actually interact with each other that often. Uh, right. You know how how I think like it's still like established like what their their thing is. Yeah. But it's like okay, how does Jordy and Worf feel about each other? Yeah, exactly. Whatever the plot requires yeah. is the answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're cool. They're coworkers. Yeah. That's that's yeah, pretty that's much it. it. Yeah. Um, that's uh that's it. That's, that's the end it. of my. Yeah, that's it for me too. I just I really wanted to land on the. Let's bond by roasting that which is my bitch wife. <laughs> oh, poor Amanda's. What the fuck is their last name? Do they have a last name? I don't think they have last names. She, uh, like they just call her Mrs. Derek the whole time. Oh yeah. But Spock's only name is Spock, as far as I know. I should know this. Well, that's it, listeners. Thank you for joining us. Um, be at peace love each other go for walks go outside and engage with people face to face wear a mask wash your hands yeah 